Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is a View from the Bullens podcast. Listen to all the news, views, and inside track from Goodison Park. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to another episode from A View from the Bullens with myself, Benjamin Stanley. Also joined by Lee McLean and Al Bobble has joined us for a brief cameo in on what has been such a hectic day at Everton. Bobble, I'm going to bring you in first. I know you're on a tight schedule. This Kaminsky takeover, the American Consortium, what on earth is going on? Well, basically, I, I know it's probably as much as everybody else, but the club briefed all the media uh, this morning regarding the takeover bid to say that the um, exclusivity agreement between Peter Kenyon is led uh, consortium had ended. It hadn't been extended as of yet and talks had now ended because of that. Hence why the likes of obviously Paul Joyce, the Liverpool Echo and everybody else then runs, including the BBC, I may add, run the story to say that talks have now ended 
that was instructed by Everton Football Club. What happened since is Kaminsky Group, which is obviously the Kenyan-led consortium, they've been contacted and they have said, please say along these lines, sources close to the Kaminsky's say that their position hasn't changed. Paperwork around an extension of exclusivity period was exchanged overnight. And in their view, the situation hasn't changed. So what the Kaminsky group are basically saying is, well, we've put in another period of extension of exclusivity and Everton haven't accepted, haven't denied and haven't got back to them. And in their view, they are still very much the front runners. That's from Kaminsky's side, as I say. And that is off their official source. That is off their official group. However, the football club side is as I've tweeted and is as of Paul Joyce and everybody else tweeted, is of the club have said and briefed all the world journos to say talks have now ended for now due to the exclusivity agreement ending and nothing further has been agreed as of yet. I think what it all boils down to, if we're honest, one group, which is the club, are saying it's ended. The Kaminsky group are saying, no, no, we're still interested, kind of get back to us. And it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? And it just comes across as all as a bit of a circus, if we're all honest. And on a day where Everton have lost their prize asset in Richarlison to, to Tottenham Hotspur, this is the last thing that Evertonians wanted to log on to, to social media to see that the proposed takeover is, is, you know, in the mud, shall we say, at the moment. And it doesn't look like it's going to be concluded, if at all, or anytime soon, Ben. Bobo, really appreciate you coming on and explaining that in such terms that even I understand. I think it's a subject, a bit of a taboo subject that I think I'll, I'll agree here that I don't know enough about it. Obviously, we've spoken ourselves, yourself, Bobo and Lee, about the issues, about the consortium. And I think we were all a bit sceptical from why such a consortium was going so public, going running their day-to-day activities through the likes of Matt Law and other journalists, which usually for a takeover is very unusual. It's normally news will break when the deal is done. But touching on Richarlison Lee, um, Bob was just mentioned him there. It's been another sad day for Evan, hasn't it? Obviously, Richarlison leaving the football club. Where do you think that leaves us now as a football club with Everton going forward? Well, it leaves me very sad. You know, it leaves a lot of Evertonians wondering what's going on and where do we go from here because there's no doubt about it. He was integral to us still being a Premier League club as it stands today. You know, the likes of him, Jordan Pickford, look at the likes of Alex Iwobi to a lesser extent, but they were the ones who really, really dragged us out of the mud towards the end of the season. And you now picture an Everton football club without Richarlison, a team that have just finished 16th, stayed up on the penultimate weekend of the season. Um, it leaves us with a hell of a lot of work to do to answer your question, Ben, because that's a huge gap to fill. It's a huge void. He was our talisman, our leader, not just a great player and someone who probably chipped in with a third, probably around a third of our goals last season. Um, but someone who gets the club, who, who embodies what it is to be an Everton, uh, Everton player. Everton fans relate to him because, you know, he's, he's he is a bit snidey. Definitely comes into the category of one of those players. If he plays for you, you love him. If he's an opponent player, he's someone that you can't abide. But we loved him for that. You know, he knew how to wind the reds up. Um, everything about him, the way he interacted on social media, he was just one of us. So it's a really, really sad day. You know, when you you're logging on Twitter today and you're seeing Tottenham posting pictures of pigeons on roofs, and you're thinking, oh my god. 
what did I do in a previous life to deserve this? What did we do in a previous life to deserve this? It's almost like we've all been kids in previous lives who, who pulled the wings off daddy long legs and now we're getting punished for it by being an Evertonian. It's just nuts. It's like when you think things can't get any worse, looking back to last season and what, what we had to go through and all of that, you have days like today. And it's just like, come on, you know, catch a break. And, and I know it's only early and players have left us before and, and, and been and gone and we've replaced it and we've moved on. But it's just another sad indictment to me of where we are as a club that someone like Richarlison, Brazil's number nine, peak of his career, feels that he needs to move away from, from Everton um, to fulfil his potential to achieve what he wants to achieve in his career. Because I grew up, and I know I'm you know, going back a long time now, but I was born into an era where that just didn't happen. You know, Players wanted to come to Everton, you look at Gary Lineker wanting to come, and then obviously circumstances changed and he left. But we were an attractive proposition. We were one of the big boys. Um, and it's probably just time now we need to accept that, you know, those days for now have gone. Um, and we just need to trust that Lampard, Thelwell, whoever else have got a few weeks now to hopefully use those funds, reinvest them wisely and have a well thought out plan to to fill a, a, a huge gap that Richarlison leaves in our squad. But I'm sure you're the same, mate. I, you know, it, it's worrying because if you look back at the past three, four years, it's difficult, I would say, to have any sort of faith that that's going to happen. Um, but that's maybe doing an injustice to to Lampard and his team because it's not him that that or, or his team that have made those mistakes. And perhaps you know more recent recruitment has been a little bit more positive. So let's just try. And I know it's difficult. It's very very difficult at times to remain positive and just see let that time play out and, and see what happens. But yeah, tough day. I think it's also been a tough day. It's been a real knock for me, and it's and I tell, I'm going to tell the listeners why. Obviously, we've been in this position before. We've had the likes of Duncan Ferguson leaving, Wayne Rooney leaving. We've had Mikel Arteta leaving. We've had numerous players, Fellaini, for example, Ross Barkley. I'm not saying Ross Barkley is in, in the bracket of Wayne Rooney, but we've been here when we sold our best players. And the reason why I'm so upset and angry is because when Farhad Mashiri took over this football club, I didn't expect to be sat here, where I am now at home, angry and frustrated that we've had to once again sell our best asset. And that, for me, is probably the most frustrating thing about it all. We have been run so badly over the past few years throughout the Mashiri era for various reasons. And it's from literally from the top right to the very bottom. And... It's an it's a accountability of misspending, mismanagement, lack of business ideas. And that's just where we are, unfortunately. Richarlison represented all of us fans. People who don't follow Everton through and through, watch us home and away, don't realise how talismatic this player was to Everton fans and Everton Football Club. He fought for the shirt. He fought for the fans. He did have his off periods. Yes, he did. But he was ours. He was our player and we loved him for it. He was getting stuck in. He tracked back. His work off the ball was brilliant. And the amount of goals he scored for, let's get it right here, the past few seasons has been a poor Everton side. And he's regularly been our there or thereabouts and top goal scorer. And the running, we had nine games to go. He turned up, he pulled up his socks, he tucked in his shirt into his shorts and he scored six goals in nine games, which in essence kept us in the Premier League. So I'm angry. I am angry. I think £60 million fee in today's market, in the COVID market, and regarding what we're surrounded with, the FFP, the, the Premier League 
profit and loss sustainability. I think we've only Tottenham interested. I think that's not a bad fee, but I wish we could have got so much more. I wish we were in a financially healthier position where we could ask for 70, 80, 90 million pounds. If you're going to come and take our prized assets, you have to pay the money. But unfortunately, we're not in that predicament and we've had to lose our star man for 50 million pounds plus 10 million pound add-ons. And I'm going to bring you back on this one, Lee. Where does Richarlison leave and sit with you in regards to obviously the ex-pros that have left Everton Football Club previously? Um, I think the biggest thing for me is when we did sell the likes of, I think Rooney's the exception, because I remember when we sold Rooney, we just finished 17th. And it was a really, really poor, on paper, ageing squad um, at the time under, under Moyes at the very start of his tenure. And you were worried. And, and the fact that we were able to turn that round with Marcus Benton Kale coming in for a combined fee of, I think it was like four and a half million or something like that, that was a shock at the time. When we've lost other players like Lukaku, Barkley, Stones, Adrissa Gay, maybe, um, you know, there's, there's been plenty of others that you touched on there. They didn't leave behind as paper thin a squad as what we've got now. You take Richarlison out of this squad, and as I say, he promised he was going to keep us up. He, he said, he said, I think he went on record. He went on social media and said, "Don't worry, I'm going to get, I'm, we'll get out of this. I'll, I'm going to get us out of it," and he did. And I think that's why you've seen such an outpouring of well wishes and support for for him going. And that that's quite rare these days for a player when he's exiting the club. Um, especially when you're thinking, you know, he hasn't left, left us for Real Madrid or PSG, Barcelona, whatever. He's left us for a team that not long ago we were we were on par with. And it's sort of symptomatic to where Everton, like you've just said there, the mess that we've gotten ourselves in. We've only got ourselves to blame that he now sees Tottenham as a step up. Um, but it hurts. It, you know, I'm, I've got to say, obviously, I've he owes me £8 for Charleston for the T-shirt that I bought the other month for, for me holidays. I was looking forward to wearing that. Um, around the theme parks in Orlando next week. Um, the He's Brazilian one, I've had to take that out. Um, you know, and I've never bought anything like that since I was like a kid. Um, shows probably what he, what he means to me. I've got a picture up on my wall in my office of him scoring against Liverpool. I, I love him. I just love everything about him. He, you, you know, for the reasons you've explained, Ben, I just love his character. Um, just the fact that he was, a, he was an adopted Evertonian, let, let's be honest. Um, so it, it hurts. It really does hurt today. I think comparing it to, to the losses that I've experienced in my um, in my lifetime, Duncan Ferguson's the number one. That was the one where I was absolutely in bits um, as a as a fourteen year old. Duncan Ferguson leaving the club. That that one really hurt. Andre Kincelskis was another one where I was absolutely on the floor. Obviously, I'm a little bit older now, but it, you know, it still doesn't get any easier. And it, and I just think I feel for all the young the youngsters, the young Everton fans, because you know, the, the, let's be honest, they've got mates who are all probably following Liverpool and, and they're having to witness all of this success. And the likes of Richarlison, the, it's the likes of him that they hang the hat on and he's the hero that that they need and they crave and they've lost him today. So there's going to be loads of youngsters who are absolutely gutted and upset. And, you know, we need, as a club, we need to do something to, to redress the balance and give give the young support something to to shout about again and give the whole fan base as a, as a as a collective something to get optimistic about and enthused about. Um I know it's early, but we're we're talking about today, aren't we, Ben? So it's 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 a loss. It's another sad, sad indication of where we've ended up. 
as a club. We've talked about it at length, us three um, and everybody else, in terms of our frustration of, of how this club's been run and the fact that we've been put in this position. I completely agree with you. I think we have been shortchanged. Certainly, if you're looking at the likes of Rafinha being linked away for a cost of £75 million, I would uh, say Richarlison's got more about him than him. He's Brazil's first choice forward. He's excelled in the last four years since he's joined Everton. He's had an amazing uh, end to last season and proved what he's all about. And I'm, I'm also with you. I think he's massively misunderstood as a player. You know, he gets an incredibly hard time from the media, from play, from people and pundits who don't watch him week in, week out. Uh, there has been times, well, I'm not going to sound stupid and deny that he, he has gone down too easily at times. I think we'd all concede that. Um, but there's also times where he's, he's blatantly targeted by the opposition and he's booted all over the pitch and he doesn't get protection from referees like you see other players do. Um, the fact that he doesn't work hard, that, that again, that's a myth. He, he works very hard. He, he tracks back. The fact that he sulks, you know, yeah, he, he does sometimes look a little bit sulky and moody. But in terms of, you know, going in the trenches and having that old school, you know, Brazilian outlook where he, he'll work harder than everybody else. You've only got to look at the reaction to the Awobi goal against Newcastle and he's just being substituted and he's running halfway across the pitch still with his kit on to celebrate with the team. It means stuff to him. He's a proper, proper footballer. He's humble. He, he connects with the fans. So I think for all of the reasons I've just explained, it's um, it's just a crappy day uh, to, be, to be an Everton fan and we've just got to hope that there's brighter days ahead. Um, and, and as I say, just let it play out. But what about you, Ben? In terms of how you feel, surely no, no ill feeling towards Richarlison. Does he go with your best wishes to, to Tottenham? Yeah, definitely. He, he, look, he, like you said, he put he put Wallace's heart on his sleeve over and over again, and he fought in the trenches. And I completely agree with yourself there when you stated in relation to like you feel sorry for the kids. I do. I'm absolutely gutted. There's people out there. I've got Richarlison shirts who literally worship this man as a hero. But look, it's not his fault that we've been run as like such a circus, the club, over the past few years, because it's toxic from the top down. And I put a tweet out tonight, if, obviously, if, if Amazon was doing a documentary on Everton Football Club, it'd be the best eight-part series you come across, because the amount of ups and downs that we experience as fans is unquestionable. I don't think there's quite like a football club like Everton Football Club anywhere else. It's an absolute mess and it needs to be sorted sooner rather than later. But quickly, obviously moving on from Richarlison, we've got £50 million up front plus £10 million in add-ons. The issue now then goes towards recruitment, um, which has always, for me, been an issue since the Steve Walsh got brought in, Marcel Brands. And obviously now Kevin Farewell is in charge, working alongside Frank Lampard. We've had numerous managers, numerous directors of footballs, but one owner in Fard Mashiri who's oversought this whole recruitment. Now, for me, we need to potentially stop watching Match of the Day and doing scouting around the English <laughs> network. We need to try and potentially branch out, look around, look to bring in the next generational talent. But for me, because of the, how scared the club were to go down the, next, well, last season, they're looking to play it safe. Lee, where do you think now the club needs to do from now to the opening day of the season come the, the, uh, the 5th of August? Um, you've got to hope that we've learned some lessons. I'm with you, Ben. I think the match of the day reference that you make is, is spot on. Um, now, obviously, there are only rumours at the minute, but when you're looking at the likes of 
Jesse Lingard, you know, a good player, a good player, but, you know, coming towards the end of his career, 29, would command massive wages. And again, this is only a rumour, but I'm just going off, obviously, what, what you're seeing on social media in terms of targets and how I would react to that. It, it screams of you haven't learned anything, Everton. Um, you know, we've got Deli Ali, for example. You know, we've, we've brought him in last season. He plays in the same, or roughly the same position. Hasn't really been given a chance. Probably be chomping at the bit next season. You know, haven't we, haven't we done this before? Haven't we been here before where we've got numerous number 10s? You talk about the Steve Walsh area and we, we can all remember what, what I'm referring to there. So I just hope that Mashiri steps aside. I hope that he knows that by meddling in transfer activity and getting his nose involved, it, it doesn't, there, are no winners. there are no winners in that situation because he's not a football man. He's a great businessman. He's, he's, he's accumulated a, a vast fortune by being a really, really good businessman. He hasn't done it by being a scout or someone who's able to spot, you know, good football and talent. And, and, and again, I'm like you, I, I, I look on with envious eyes at the likes of Leicester City, Crystal Palace, uh, Wolves, clubs of that ilk who have recently overtaken us, sadly, which I can't believe I'm saying, who seem to have this well thought out, you know, not lazy approach to to their recruitment. You know, they're going on and looking in the, in the European leagues, at, at youngsters, you can tell they've been well scouted. They they fit into the model that they're recruiting for. They're, they're able to come in and adapt seamlessly to their first team. And you just think, hey, but why can't why can't we do that as fans? You know, we've all been able to quite easily identify what we need. If you were to ask a poll of a hundred Evertonians, you'd probably get a, a quite a consistent and even answer, set of answers in terms of what do Everton need, what positions do we need to fill. It's almost like you want to do that, put it on a piece of paper and just slam it down on a piece of paper in front of you know, the powers that be at Everton and go, just go and bloody do that. Um, so, you know, I, I want, I, we're going to use the same old words that we've, we've heard time and time before. You want players who are hungry, players who are wanting to prove something, even if they want to use us, so to speak, as a, set, as a, as a stepping stone for the next two, three, four seasons. Players have done that before. I'm absolutely fine with that. As long as during that time, you know, we're getting really, really good footballers who, who are able to perform, who have got legs, who are pacey, who are dynamic, who have got engines, who, who can move across the pitch, who are comfortable on the ball, comfortable receiving the ball in tight situations. We just haven't got enough of them. We haven't got enough footballers. So that's what I want to see. Uh, I want a more balanced squad. You know, I don't want it to be top too top-heavy with centre-backs or number 10s or whatever. We're very, very light. Uh, in the in the centre forward positions now, we already were with Richarlison. Without Richarlison, I think that situation's got even worse. So we we definitely need reinforcements in in, in the forward areas. We need some guile. We need a proper number ten. Um, we need a hundred percent Matthew Neal. We need a number six. Um, I still think we need another another centre half, uh, and that's just the beginning. Uh, the rest would be nice to have, almost. But there's a hell of a lot of work uh, to be done. I suppose it, now I'll probably flip the question back to you, Ben. Um, what is it you'd like to see? What type of you know profile or player would you like to see come in between now and August? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you look at, obviously, you obviously mentioned Jesse Lingard there, who was mentioned. It's It just screams short-term for me, and it screams to me that the club were extremely worried about what happened last season. Um, for me, I feel like the recruitment this season has maybe looked at 
get a short-term goal, basically, to pull away from relegation, get players in for free, just get us away from that mess we were in, obviously, last ben, do you think? do you think they're thinking about the stadium? Do you think it's a fact that I do? I think they're thinking we need to stay in this division. And I think the stadium's like a big thing over the head, thinking, it, you know, if we do want to act short-term, and um, Jesse Lingard's the type of profile that we want to bring in, it's it's with that stadium in mind and, and wanting that opening game to be in the Premier League. Potentially, I, I agree. I think the money that we were going to lose, obviously, that we're hemorrhaging already, would have been horrendous. We would have gone to the Championship, and maybe we are looking at getting these short-term deals and just to stabilise the club. But look, I've spoken on these podcasts for a while. Obviously, I, I, I want to see a different strategy. Maybe look to scout Europe, bring in young, young talent with, with a sell-on value. Because the, the problem we're going to have in three or four years' time, for the, just for argument, say Jesse Lingard comes in. We're going to have a 32-year-old, 33-year-old with no sell-on value once again on big wages. Now, the short-term fix is there, but long-term, it isn't. And that's not a good business model to run by. We need to have some strategy and a business model that we can attract young, promising talent and develop them. I just think the risk at the moment is Everton are petrified of going down. I think the petrified, like you quite rightly said about the stadium, I feel like they need to stabilise the club short-term and then look to hopefully try again when we can hopefully commercialise the club by getting more money into the actual football club to be able to spend on transfers because look you look at some of the talent around Europe they are available but they do also come with a certain fee people see the Premier League come knocking and they automatically put extra million pounds onto the price tag that's just football and that's where we are so it's coming to some sort of balance but like you quite rightly said again we've got Deli Ali, we've got Iwobi who can play in the ten. They'll both be chomping at the bits to play in their natural position. So the Jesse Lingard transfer, short-term, does it make sense? Yes, it probably does. But long-term, we're going to be in the same predicaments. But what I can say is that all Everton players next season will be wearing the Everton home shirt, Lee. And I'm going to bring you in on the last topic of this podcast. What, what are your thoughts on the actual kit and the announcements? I'm just made up that the zips on the training shorts again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I'm thinking? Just talking about the, the zips. I'm thinking of going and getting a pair tomorrow on my last day before I go away. Um, you know, to keep all my money in for holiday and stuff like that. I like it, Ben. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I know there was a lot of uh, a lot of talk and split opinion around the, the sponsor, but you know, moving away from the sponsor, it is what it is. A sponsor is a sponsor. It takes up the same amount of room on the kit as as previous ones for me. I don't see what the what the fuss is about, but I think the kit as a whole smart. You know, I like I like the background to it with the um, Prince Rupert's Tower um, imagery in the background. I think it's nice and simple, sleek. I like I like the white under the arms. I don't think it's too um, it's it's too much of of white like the Edan Tal kit that we all remember. I hated that one, the Gascoigne one. It was awful. Um, yeah, I like it. I think the mo- <laughs> a kit's a kit, um, but it's got to look good. I've seen pictures of the kids in it today without the sponsor. Think it think it looks really smart. Nice that it's been done this early on the 1st of July, hopefully in time for, for people going on the holidays and all the kids to be wearing it around the pools and stuff and showing the colours. So I'm all for that. Um, but I think I'm like you, mate. I think the most important thing for me now is who's going to fill that kit next season. Because if I was to ask you the question, Ben, now, if you were to press pause, we didn't do anything and we were to start the season next year, I'd be, I don't know about you, but I'd be really, really worried about where this leaves us going into next season. Yeah, for me, we need three or four players at a minimum to instantly improve the first 11, not just squad players, what the bobble touched on on the last podcast on Patreon. It literally is three or four players in now to improve the squad. And 
My thoughts on the kit, I really like it. Um, obviously, James Tarkowski was seen in the kit today. Um, looks really smart. I think, like you say, I quite like it without the sponsor. I think it's a really smart kit. The training shorts have zips and it's white socks. And there we have it, ladies and gents. Another episode from A View from the Bullens. Massive thanks for El Bobble for his quick cameo. Uh, and Lee, of course, as always, brilliant as ever. There's going to be more episodes coming and coming. It's going to be non-stop. We've been out a busy few weeks, but don't stop there. They're going to keep on continuing. Once again, thank you so much for the support here from A View from the Bullens. From myself, Ben Winstanley, and Lee McLean, and the Bobble, Matt Neal, and others. Thank you very much. Stay safe and all the very best. Good night.